BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Back to one-on-one with DP. Presented by Beatrice Bakery. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. One-on-one. I want to thank the folks from Beatrice Bakery. Uh, so Nick from Muchachos came in today, and we hooked him up with some goodies from Beatrice Bakery. Go to BeatriceBakery.com. Go, I'm just telling you, look at the menu, and you're just going to be amazed. And if you're feeling really, really, really where you just need to know, you need to taste it, you can either go out to their to, to their factory right there in Beatrice, and they've got a sample space where you go in, you can see, you can take the tour, or you can go through and see how they make, they make everything fresh, right? You can go in there, take the tour, and then we did the tour, and then when we got done with the tour, uh, in the little store area, they had samples lined up. And I was in fat kid heaven. I was in fat kid heaven. So Nick, at some point you get, I will. You get, you get, you get, you get time to make that that back and forth. I, I know that they're gonna they're gonna rope me in that way. They're gonna ha- say, Nick, that's Nick how they come get on the you. tour, man. That's and how they get I'm you. I'm gonna say, okay, happily. That's how they <laughs> get you. That's I'll how leave they with get an you. empty wallet. Yeah, that's how they get you. And well, no car. Yeah, well, <laughs> and a full car. Yeah, yeah, your car will be full. True. Um, back to uh, the Sardar Hammond text line. Uh, there's some good stuff on here, so we will try to get to it. Um, Texas says, uh, should Verdusco be on the hot seat? He's been uh, Martinez's mentor, uh, and look what he is. Um, the easiest way for me to say this is if everything isn't working, everybody should be looked at. Like, if it's not good enough, again, remove the conversation about Verduzco and, and Martinez. Mm-hmm. If a coach is on a staff and it's not working, then that coach should be looked at and be held accountable. Remember, that's the Ryan Day phrase, be accountable for it. Um, same thing for players. If it's not going well, make them accountable. Look at it. 
Most coaches would say if something's wrong in their group that they can fix it. That's why they're the coach. You should be able to fix whatever's wrong. But not everybody works from that. I become I became smarter every time I got beat. And I got beat quite a bit. But I got smarter. You weren't going to beat me twice the same way, and I wasn't going to give you a game the same way. Twice. Wasn't going to happen. Let's hope that that changes. Let's hope. Let's hope that changes. Um, I don't do rumors. I don't do rumors. There's too there's too many bad ones. Um, you know, if you got a question, you can ask me about. It. But the rumor thing, I don't do. Um, the Skurswami says an experienced coach would have known to adjust to the Big Ten earlier, and Frost didn't have that experience, so he's in the spot now because. Of that, it took two extra years playing from the lines out, et cetera. Yeah, every great coach in football knows that games are won on the line of scrimmage. Now, you can have a star quarterback and star receivers and all that stuff, but if you don't have big big dudes up front who, who control the game, then you can't do all the pretty stuff you want to do. Great offensive lines with, with, with bad skilled players still win. Great defensive lines with bad corners still win. They may not win championships, but they win. Offense with good offensive line and good skill guys, you're Ohio State. <laughs> if you're not, you're Northwestern. That's the full range. That's the full range. So, um, Ted says, Scott Frost did the very same thing at UCF, so what's the difference now? There, there are so many things that are different. So many things that are different. First of all, you're not playing the schools from that conference. Second of all, um, you don't have all that, that abundance of Florida athletes. Third of all, uh, the things that are fatal in the Big Ten aren't necessarily fatal in that conference. Like, there, there there's a ton, ton, ton of constant NFL dudes in the Big Ten. In that conference, you had some that year, but – you can't say that every year. Which place has higher expectations right now? <laughs> oh, that's depressing. That is depressing. That's utterly depressing. What's depressing is that you have to think about it. No, you don't have to think about it at all. The, 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 the difference, the frustrating part is that you're having a conversation about UCF. Yes. That, see, that, that look, I'm not mm-hmm. – since when? How are they in how are they like I would be offended. How dare you put yourself in my class in my category? Like I'd be offended if I'm Nebraska, right? Like I it, UCF. What like we could tell the entire history of college football without mentioning UCF. You can't do that with Nebraska. Nebraska's a, a vital, constant, consistent thread in the fabric of college football. That's not the case for USF. Not even that conference. But that's where you are. This is where you are. And the GPS should tell you, hey, man, you're in the wrong neighborhood. This is not the high-rent district you're hanging out in. This is not effective. Uh, Nolan asks, question, do you think Martinez has pocket awareness? It also seems like he hesitates too much in the pocket. I think, if, if anything, Mar- Martinez has too much presence because, first of all, pocket presence, presence and awareness right presence is your ability to make throw make trap make throws under traffic 
Awareness is noticing which direction to move and at what speed as you do it. They're not the same thing. So, and for Adrian to be as good as he is running the ball in a scramble during chaos, he's usually running because he's under pressure and the pocket has begun, has begun to collapse. So, yes, he is aware. Now, is he exceptional at reads, et cetera? That's a different question. But also, I just, I, I just want to point out to you, and this is not being an Adrian apologist, but I'm telling you, there is not anybody who's ever played quarterback who could get behind that line and feel comfortable that they're going to have the time that they have to make the throws they need to make to the players that they're not sure are going to be where they are or when they are. Now, Adrian has done some things this in recent weeks that he just shouldn't do. He just shouldn't do. There's no excuse for him. So you don't have to make excuses for him. But to say he's not aware in the pocket, no, I wouldn't say that. Um, you know, again, the dude's constantly got happy feet. He's constantly got happy feet. He got spiders at, in between his toes. Man, that dude's trying to move. Because if he stands still, bad things happen. Um, Seth says, from a coach's perspective, what do you see as the main issue for Husker football? Coaching, development, player commitment, culture, com a competition, or something else? Competition – Competition is competition. I, I don't think there's competition at practice at a high enough level to accomplish what we think they should be accomplishing. But there's been competition because Adrian's beat out a bunch of quarterbacks over that time, right? Running backs, you know, have, have, have you know, they've kind of done the shuffle and moved from place to place. Um, there's, there's a lot of, it's, it's a million paper cuts. It's a million paper cuts. That it's a bunch of little things that, that should be addressed, that should have been addressed already and hasn't been. Little things like, again, being in formation, knowing, uh, knowing audible calls, uh, being there for your teammate, um, not trying to do too much, not trying to do enough, uh, not know, knowing down and distance, not finishing plays, uh, over finishing plays. It is a it, it's just a potpourri of poo-poo. Like that's fair, right? That every now and then like it's just every play, it's a different group of people sprinkling nonsense on what they're trying to accomplish. And none of it's purposeful, but if it stinks, it stinks. And you're trying to spray, you know, you're trying to spray something over to cover up the stink, but the stink is there because you haven't fixed what caused the stink in the first place. And they haven't fixed it. Like they'll fix it and it'll be good for two weeks and then they'll fix they'll they'll focus on fixing something else and then before you know it again, it's oh, it stinks again. It's constant. It's constant. And it's gotta be frustrating to them. You well, know? but all of it can be fixed. There's nothing that's happening here that can't be fixed. The great frustration is the stuff is fixable, so why don't you fix it? And there are people that say, well, let's give it more time. No, the problem is that you have too much time. You've given too much time to fix it. If you tell them you got to fix it by Saturday, it gets fixed by Saturday. But there's no urgency to this thing. Why? Because people are going, it's okay if it stinks. It's okay. Those are people that push, push the dirty clothes in their closet and shut the door rather than doing the laundry. Right, you know those people. Right, you know those people. You know those people that will sweep the front porch, but they won't sweep the, you know, they won't sweep the floor. Like, no, stop doing that. They can fix it. 
Uh, here we are. This is what. What do you guys make of what Scott Frost is saying at his press conferences? He always seems to have some excuse. Feels like he's quick to point the finger at someone else. Uh, it's always rubbed the wrong way. Um, I said to Rico, Nick, and Mark today that Ryan Day's press conferences, Mel Tucker's press conferences, sound different because they're directives of accountability. Like their statements and requests, please hold me accountable. Please hold us accountable. Rather than making excuses. In 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 the in the gospel it says <laughs> there are people that make excuses and there are people to make a way, be a way maker. Fix it. If it's wrong, fix it. Don't bellyache about it. Fix it. We haven't gotten to that. We haven't gotten to that. Um, yeah. Uh, which coach on offense shouldn't be looked at? Um, I'd say only Becton. That's from Jason. Um, Becton's. Yeah, I I understand what Becton does and and how that works. Um, he's got two NFL tight ends. And I would would we say that it's from development? Or will we say that they're two unique unicorns uh, playing the position who happen to fall here? I'm not sure which is the case. But, yeah, you're right. Everybody else needs to be looked at. It's not going well. Becton has to be looked up, too. He has to be looked at, too. You're three and six. Nobody gets a pass at three and six. At anything. And that's the part that people, like, bother me. Look, you're three and six. Why would you give somebody a pass at three and six? And if you do, this is what I was going to say, if, if you do give them a pass – What's that tell you about expectations? You giving them they're go, you're going to be stuck in three and six because it's acceptable. As a matter of fact, you gave an extension and a raise. So there's that. We'll throw it to break. We'll close out one on one. We come back. What's up? Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. You're listening to One on One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.